Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Preciado. Alrighty, Daniel, it has been quite some time since we recorded the Lake Show Life Podcast. Uh, we had Thanksgiving, the holiday season. Your birthday passed. Happy birthday, by the way. You are now uh, 16 years old, I believe. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's a busy time of year. Uh, so we took a little bit of a break. You know, Lakers, kind of their wave of moves slowed down. So now we have time. We were kind of waiting for the, the wave to slow down so we could talk about it all at once. And I think it's safe to say all the big moves are done. Uh, Lakers only have, I believe, one or two roster spots that are going to be used for vet men, guys. So it's not going to be huge anyways. Uh, maybe it will. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh yeah, man, it's been a crazy. I just want to, you know, friend to friend. How was your last week? How was your Thanksgiving weekend? I want to start with that. Let let the listeners know. <laughs> it was great, man. So it was my birthday on Thanksgiving. Uh, my birthday's November twenty sixth. I spent my time in Vegas, so that was a lot of fun. So I went with my family for three nights, I believe. Oh, four very days, nice. Three nights. Um, so that was a lot of fun, man. And yeah, that's the reason, part of the reason why we haven't recorded in so long, too. Uh, I've just been so busy. You know what I started doing is because uh, I had this weekend off um, and I was very bored at, at my apartment and I started Postmates driving like at night during the dinner rush. And it was actually kind of fun. It was like a little scavenger hunt just getting out of the apartment. So uh, now I'm a part-time Postmates guy. I, I probably won't do it anymore after this weekend or maybe every you know weekend where I'm free, but uh, that was interesting. So I, I would recommend it to anyone that wants to make a, a couple bucks. I made like 120 bucks the last two or three days. So that was pretty nice. But um. That's so fun. yeah, that's been my life, Postmates, and uh, writing about the Lakers, which there's a lot to write about. Uh, I think the biggest move that we have not talked about yet, it happened literally right after we recorded the podcast, or the day after, I should say, uh, the, our last episode, that is Mark Gasol signing a two-year minimum deal with the Lakers to be what I would assume would be their starting center. Um, you know, he's great defensively. Yeah, he's not the Mark Gasol of old, but he's great defensively. He could stretch the floor. He didn't look great in the bubble, but, you know, that's all right. Um, you know, what was your kind of thoughts after you heard the news of the Lakers signing Gasol? I was really happy. Um, I mean, obviously the name Gasol rings, you know, a lot of bells in Lakers history, just with Powell and even Marcus Gasol. I mean, the Lakers are the team that had Marcus Gasol and traded him for Powell. Yep. So he's pretty much going back to the beginning here. Um, I'm really happy with the terms that we got him on. A minimum deal for Marcus Gasol is an absolute steal. I thought that they would have at least paid him maybe $5 million a season. Um, his defense, man, is so good still, even though his offense isn't where it used to be. And he kind of fits that mold. I, I'm going to say it like a Kevin Love alongside LeBron James, uh, even though he's not as good as Kevin Love was in those Cavaliers days. But it's somebody, you know, a, a big man that can stretch the floor, play defense down low, and pass a little bit too. Marcus Hall is one of the best passing big men that we've seen in recent years. And I think that's going to oh, yeah. be huge for the Lakers this upcoming year. Yeah. And when I saw the signing, um, you know, Boogie Cousins went to the Houston Rockets, which was a shame to see. I think we were all kind of hoping that he'd get his chance to play with the Lakers and, you know, actually win a ring with the Lakers. But I mean, the Rockets are interesting now because who knows? I don't think they're moving on from Harden and Westbrook, at least no time soon. Um, but I kind of see him being what the Lakers were trying to do last year with DeMarcus Cousins. And, you know, like, they're both kind of wild cards. I mean, Marcus Hall's a little bit older. DeMarcus Cousin, he's not the defensive player, but he's coming off his injury. Um, but just having that guy who could stretch the floor and even facil facilitate. We saw uh, Boogie facilitate on the Warriors a little bit in the playoffs. 
Um, this almost seems like them being like, look, we didn't get Boogie last year. We had to audible and go with JaVale and Dwight. They kind of had to do like a old school center position. And now, you know, they got someone who they could be a little more versatile with. And I like it, man. I think, you know, they could do more things. Um, I still want them to bring in potentially another backup center because right now the backup center is looking like it's going to be maybe Markeith Morris or uh, Montrez Harrell if they play him at center. But I would like one traditional center just to have for depth purposes, and I'm sure they'll get one on the buyout market or whatever the case may be. But it's a savvy pickup, man. I like it. All the advanced numbers, you sent this to me after the signing, all the advanced numbers indicate that he's a great defensive player still. So, I mean, this is a team whose identity is based on the defensive end, so I love it. Maybe one day you'll love him as much as you love Alex Crusoe. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm actually excited about Marcus All, like genuinely. Yeah, and to get him, um, because they had to open up the cap space, they actually had to trade Javel McGee. So that's why you know I was saying they kind of need that traditional backup center. At least personally, I think they don't really need it. It's not a huge need. Uh, they traded him to the Cavaliers alongside a 2026 second round pick. So you figure that person is in. Let's see if they play one year of college minus five. So they traded Javel McGee, an eighth grader, to the Cleveland Cavaliers for uh, Jordan Bell and Alfonso McKinney both of which had non-guaranteed contracts. That way they could waive them in order to make the cap space. They did waive Jordan Bell. Uh, as of right now, uh, McKinney's still on the team. He's still on the roster. Um, you know, he could be a bench piece, Daniel. Do you see anything, any potential out of him? Yeah, I like Alfonso McKinney. And I actually saw a uh, Lakeshore Life writer, I forget who it was, wrote a very solid piece about Alfonso McKinney mm-hmm. and how he could actually be used as somewhat of a depth piece, a 3 and D type of guy uh, at the back end of the bench. I like him, man. He played a great role for the Warriors for, for a few seasons in there with like the actual dynasty Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, I don't expect him to get many minutes, but if the Lakers were to hold on to him, I think he could be valuable playing maybe five to ten minutes a night. Yeah, and he seems like someone, um, and that was uh, David. I think it's David. It's David with an E. I've actually never asked him how you pronounce his name, but he's he's actually overseas over in Italy. Uh, David Tovani, he wrote that piece. I'd go check it out if anyone's interested. He went more in depth on it. Um, but it is interesting. He reminds me almost like last year, like a, like a Troy Daniels kind of guy, like someone they're bringing in cause they see the potential that he could have, you know, in the right system if, you know, and he could be someone who plays up to his role. You know, if he doesn't, he'll be someone that they ultimately waive. Like they did Daniels for like a buyout guy in the middle of the season or something, but there is potential there. And it is, you know, if, if they can get some sort of contributions out of someone who was just thrown in for salary relief, like that's awesome. That's another savvy move by Polinka. Um, I know you like Jordan Bell. He was waived. Were you a little bummed out about that? Yeah, but then, you know what? I did look at some of Jordan Bell's advanced numbers from the Timberwolves and the back end of his Golden State stint. Mm-hmm. Man, he really declined once he stopped being, you know, a key piece of the rotation for yeah. both teams. Like, when he was on the floor, he was like a negative negative. Both sides of the ball, <laughs> just not great. So I understand why they waived him. I think McKinney's the better guy to keep around but i think jordan bell has a little bit of uh upside some team's gonna get lucky with them and, and play him as a small ball five somewhere i don't know why out of all players but for some reason i and i'm not a big college basketball guy you are um i just remember him from oregon i don't know if what it was i don't know if he had like a highlight reel block or dunk or something but i remember like knowing who he was when he was drafted in the second round like oh jordan mm-hmm. bell like i think he could actually be pretty decent um obviously he hasn't been like you mentioned but i don't know did he have like a highlight reel dunk or block or something that i'm just forgetting about or is he just a random guy that i remember from college basketball (laughs) i'm not too sure but he was really really good at oregon Mm -hmm. um and he was also really good for the warriors when he started you know his career out yeah i'm not sure but man 
Maybe yeah, it's it, the arena. When I heard those two names, I was actually like, wow, maybe the Lakers are going to keep them both uh, as depth guys. But yeah. it looks like there's only going to be McKinney for now. For now, yeah. Um, they also, big move, re-sign Contavious Caldwell-Pope. We talked about it in the last podcast, how we wanted to see him get re-signed. Three years, $39 million. I know that last year is not fully guaranteed. I think they only owe him $4 million guaranteed. Uh, so that's an easy um, you know, potential trade piece in the future. Look, I saw some uh, some Clipper fans. I bring up Clipper fans every episode, but you know what? I'm just going to do it. They're, they're living rent-free in my head right now. Uh, I saw some Clipper fans talking about how the Lakers overpaid for him. Meanwhile, they paid $64 million for Marcus Morris while we got Markeith on the minimum. Well, I digress. Uh, I don't. It was a slight overpay. You know, when you just look at it at the surface, $13 million a year for KCP. But at the end of the day, when you look at it like, A, they kind of needed to bring him back. They needed that depth. And he really stepped up in the playoffs, and you kind of reward him for that. B, the way his contract is shaping out, you know, he's got next year on the books, fully on the books, and he's got a partial guarantee the third year. Uh, it really could be viewed as like an expiring deal next year. So if they try to do a trade line deal, uh, trade deadline deal next season, so not this upcoming, but the following, KCP will be on the market, you know, um, or even in the following offseason if they want to do a sign and trade for someone and KCP's in there, or whatever the case may be. Um, it's a really tradable contract, and every team I feel like needs one of those in between ten to twelve million contracts uh, for future trades. Here I am talking about trades, not his impact on the team, but I don't think the contract was as bad. Whereas Marcus Morris, like, who's going to take on three years, forty-eight million to Marcus Morris? You know what I mean? So I thought the contract figure was fine. Would you agree? Yeah, man. I don't think it's an overpay personally on KCP. I mean, just kind of seeing what the market is for players of his type, thirteen million is not really all that much. When you see guys like Marcus Morris getting what? What was it? Four years, sixty-four million. Yeah, <laughs> sixteen million a season. You know, paying an extra three mil for a guy that is arguably worse. I mean, I I don't have the advanced stats in front of me. Uh, actually, I should probably look those up later. I'm kind of curious to see the comparison between Marcus Morris and KCP. But <laughs> you look at guys like Harrison Barnes, Chandler Parsons getting like way overpaid. Terry Rozier. Like, I'd rather have KCP 13 mil than uh, Terry Rozier for, what is it, 18, 19? Yeah. So you kind of look at it that way. I, I think maybe he took a little bit of a discount, probably could have gotten paid more elsewhere, you know, with a team like the Knicks or something. Um, but he was our third best player in the playoffs, man. He really was. Yeah. No, so they got to reward him. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is like, even if you don't have the advanced stats in front of you, uh, KCP can actually show up in the playoffs. So that's, that's a, a notch he has above Marcus Morris. <laughs> Um, very true crazy stat for you uh so if he plays out his entire contract all three years and we'll just assume that's his last contract and if he averages 75 games a season so this upcoming season's only 72 games but he's pretty durable he usually plays a lot of games so if he averages 75 uh he will rank 17th in franchise history and total games played ahead of names such as lamar odom shaquille o'neal and rick fox that's crazy wow yeah i because i I wrote an article about it, um, just kind of ranking the the moves thus far. And this was about a week or two ago. And I was looking at it, I was like, dang, he's the longest tenured Laker. You know, if he plays out through this whole contract, that's six years. It's like, I wonder where that puts him in games played. And it's like KCP, top 20 in games played. You know, it's it's crazy to think about. Um, yeah. Maybe he stays longer. Maybe he'll be uh, the Derrick Rose, or Derrick Rose, uh, Derrick Fisher to, you know, Anthony Davis being Kobe in the situation. So who knows? Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, circle back to Gasol real quick. Uh, another potential free agent signing we talked about to fill in. You know, there's no like big moves the Lakers really could make at this point. There is one big move 
in terms of the name involved and how it would be received. It wouldn't be like a huge impact on the team itself. But Marcus Gasol did say that Pau Gasol would be interested in joining the Los Angeles Lakers, Daniel. I know you were a Gasol guy. How would you feel to see Pau Gasol suit up in the purple and gold one last time? I think it'd be really cool, man. I think just having the Gasol brothers playing together in, in itself is really cool. But Pau Gasol coming back for the nostalgia factor and just, you know, the the championships he brought alongside Kobe Bryant were some of the best and best for Laker fans because it really we really hadn't seen a dynasty in a long time. It was the first Lakers dynasty in my lifetime. Yeah. Pau Gasol was such a big piece of that, man. And to bring him back, maybe not to play, you know, a huge role, almost like a Jared Dudley type replacement, you know, just a guy on the bench that is a vocal Laker. Like, Pau Gasol is a Laker. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that that would be a great move, just bringing him back. I don't even I don't even know how to put it. Like, it, it would be really just cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, you're not expecting him. You know, he didn't play last season, 2018-2019 um, season. He only played 30 games. He only averaged 12 minutes a game. He's pretty old. He's nearing 40. He is 40. Um, but look, man, like you said, Jared Dudley didn't do anything for this team besides call himself a champion, which he is a champion. But he knows he didn't really do much for this team besides be like a veteran leader. Uh, Dudley did at least average eight minutes a game over the regular season. I don't know if they would even play Pow at all, but it's almost it's reminiscent of Garnett when he went back to the T Wolves. Um, I believe that was like five years ago now. Uh, he went back to the T Wolves, played there for a year, 2015, 2016. Only played 38 games, 14 minutes a game. Um, he was kind of just brought in to mentor Carl Anthony Towns, um, and that's what Pow can do. You know, we talk about Kyle Kuzma and we want him traded, but maybe he can mentor, mentor Kyle Kuzma. Um, maybe he mentors Anthony Davis, you know, maybe he teaches Anthony Davis a thing or two. Uh, he's been there. He's done that. And just to see him suit up, even if he's only averaging five minutes a game, uh, it would be a great sight for sure. Especially if he can win another championship. Um, that'd be phenomenal. Three championships with the Lakers. He's going to get his number retired one day. Um, you know, maybe it could coincide with the ring ceremony next year when they win the championship this upcoming season, you know, retire his number and give him his third ring in the same night. So I don't know. It would be awesome. I would love to see it. That's one of those sports stories that just, you know, everyone should be rooting for. Um, Same here. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, there's two draft guys. Uh, Again, you're the bigger college basketball guy. Uh, Two draft guys. So the Lakers did not have a pick in the NBA draft. But they brought in some guys. I know they brought in, uh, I believe it was Xavier Simpson right after the draft. That was like the first signing they made. And they've made two more signings afterwards. Uh, Kevin Harris and sorry about that, Kevin Harris and how do you pronounce this guy's name? Is it Trez Tinkle? Trez Tinkle. What a name, Trez Tinkle. Um, yeah, I know you really like Tinkle. <laughs> 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 um, just tell me about them. You know, as someone who doesn't really follow college basketball as much, should I be excited about Mr. Tinkle and Mr. Harris? Yeah. So I mean, I didn't really know a ton about Kevon Harris uh, before he got picked up by the Lakers, but then. I looked him up and realized, oh, you know what? I do remember watching this guy just from betting on college basketball and watching games. Um, with, I'll start off with Trust Tinkle, though. I have a friend named Jared Lucas who I went to middle school with, and he's the point guard for Oregon State right now, played with Trust Tinkle. Oh, wow. So I used to watch Oregon State basketball games, and I grew to really like Trust Tinkle. His dad, is, Wayne, is actually the head coach at Oregon State. So he signed an Exhibit 10 deal. He's really one of those – 
three, uh, four, three mobile type guys that can pass. He's a good shooter. He can play around the rim too. Great rebounder. Kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, he was actually on track to be a first rounder heading into the college basketball season last year. He did well, but I believe he got hurt if I'm not mistaken. So that kind of dropped his stock. And I mean, he fell out of the draft entirely. So the Lakers picking him up is actually really good. I would say that he is somewhat comparable to Killian Tilly, just a smaller, smaller Killian Tilly that can pass a little bit better. Um, I know we talked about Tilly on this podcast a lot mm-hmm. with Harris. He's kind of just a, kind of like a two guard that is very score first, doesn't play a whole lot of defense, but played for one of the greatest uh, college basketball teams last year uh, that was around at Stephen F. Austin. So he, I mean, he's a solid player. I believe he averaged like 19 points per game for them on a team that was stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two guys, you know, most of the time, I know we talked about this before recording the podcast. Most of these guys that the Lakers sign to two-way deals and exhibit 10 deals and stuff like that are not really on pace to become, you know, true contributors yeah. at the NBA level, especially with how stacked the Lakers team is. I mean, Costa Santacuplo doesn't play. Uh, Devontae Kasich doesn't play. I think Charles Tinkle could actually play for the Lakers, like genuinely. I don't know about Harris, but I think Tinkle kind of fits a need that the Lakers have. Interesting. Uh, he is a four-year college guy, so that makes me uh, like him even more. People, uh, the listeners know how much I love four-year college guys. Um, oh, same here. One thing, though, that kind of makes me laugh, and I mean, if you like Tinkle, then I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, but one thing that's always made me laugh is every team does this. Um, and it's more... It happens in the NFL as well, but it happens in the NBA a lot because there's only two rounds and your team will draft someone in the second round and it'll be like, oh, this guy's long. Oh, this guy can shoot the three. Oh, did you see that little highlight tape? You know, he could do this. He could do that. And it's like guys who don't watch college basketball and they just see that little 30 second highlight reel that they do during the draft coverage. And people convince themselves that the second round picks are going to turn into huge contributors. Uh, obviously, there's examples, you know, Pascal Siakam, Draymond Green of second round picks actually turning into big contributors. 80% of the time, these second round picks don't turn into rotational players. So, you know, I, I did see some people, you know, Kevon Harris and Tra- uh, Trez Tinkle kind of talking about them like, oh, huge pickups, huge pickups. But if you like Mr. Tinkle, I'm going to take your word for it because you are someone who actually does watch college basketball and, you know, knows what you're talking about. So, uh, I hope it happens because that's just an, that's a great name, Mister Tinkle. I'm just calling Mister Tinkle really for is. the entire Tinkle. the entire uh, his entire stint with the Lakers. He is Mister Tinkle to me, not even Trez Tinkle. Um, sprinkle a little Tinkle in the roster. I would love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Lakers also waived Quinn Cook. Uh, they opted not to stretch his contract. I believe they owed him what was it, like 1.1 million or something. Um, I think so. And they were gonna stretch it, save some money on the books. They didn't do that. Um, sucks for Quinn Cook. Um, I guess that means maybe they see Taylor Horton Tucker actually playing somewhat of a role. Quinn Cook got 11 minutes per game last year. Maybe that's what, what we see THT get next year, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a game and waving Quinn Cook kind of opens the door for him. Um, you know, is that what, is that why you think they waived him? But I don't really know why other reason they wouldn't keep him just for depth purposes, other than they want to get THT minutes. I think that's part of it with THT, but I also think that they want to get better depth. Yeah. Um, there are better veterans to be had out on the market. Yeah, that's true. Uh, better minimums. I mean, they signed Marcus All to a minimum. So, you know, with Quinn Cook, I think it's just that there's better out there. Um, I was never really a huge fan of the Quinn Cook signing to begin with. I mean, it was super cheap. He's a great shooter. 
doesn't play a lick of defense. You know, he's really not fit for the Lakers roster under Vogel. He just, you know, he eventually got played out of the rotation. Um, The issue, though, that I actually see is that with losing Rondo, with losing Quinn Cook, they got to get some point guards on that team. They got Dennis Schroeder and they got LeBron James there, too, uh, to get minutes at at the one. Mm -hmm. But you got to get that third guy. And I know you were saying that we need a traditional center. I would argue that getting a third point guard is actually a bigger need. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess Alex Caruso, maybe, even though I like him more as a two guard. Um, but yeah, that is a good point, especially yeah. because uh, I think they're going to be very cautious with LeBron James. I don't think, you know, that's the shortest offseason in American sports history. Uh, they're not going to have him go balls to the wall right away. I wouldn't be surprised if he only plays a handful of games the first month. We kind of talked about this a few episodes ago. Uh, you do need that extra point guard, and that is a good point, um, especially without Quinn Cook. I mean, Quinn Cook's not really anyone that can facilitate. Uh, he's not someone that's really going to run the offense. Um, I mean, he's capable, but he's not, you know, that he's not going to add any dynamic to the Lakers bench. Uh, but that's a good point, you know, especially without him. Are they planning on bringing in, I don't even know what veteran minimum, you know, point guards are even available at this point. Um, it's got to be someone. Maybe it's a Kyle Kuzma trade for Derrick Rose. That's not going to happen. But uh, I just got to bring up the Kyle Kuzma trade every 15 minutes. Um, I'm trying to look here yeah. at the the free agents that are still on the market. Obviously, there's no big names I'm left on the market. Let's see. I'm on spot rack here. Let's go to point guards. Uh, so we got guys like, uh, I don't know. He's not available anymore. Brandon Knight. Uh, Yogi Farrell. Sh- oh, LeBron's guy. Shabazz Napier. Napier. Oh, I like Shabazz Napier. Um, LeBron likes yeah, him too. not a bad player. Uh, Gary Payton II. I, I like Chris Dunn, man. Chris Dunn. Yeah, well, he signed with the uh, Atlanta Hawks, unfortunately. I know. I know. We had a piece go up on Lake Show Life today. Uh, Justin Hickley wrote this. Uh, Shaquille Harrison, he wrote like a free agent profile on him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest. As someone who covers the NBA, well, covers the Lakers, I have not heard of Shaquille Harrison until I edited that article yesterday. Well, I heard of him <laughs> when he pitched the article, but I, like, I, I did not know anything about him. <laughs> yeah. See, I know who he is. Um, definitely heard the name multiple times, but I couldn't tell you about what his strengths and weaknesses are in the NBA. No clue. I mean, he's 6'7", and he plays point guard, so I don't know. Oh. Or Lonzo Ball? Oh, that's not going to happen. Lonzo Ball? A man can dream. A man can dream. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did bring back Lakers, though. They did bring back, you kind of mentioned his name already, uh, Costas Antetokounmpo, 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 there we go, Jason, on a two-way deal. Um uh, you know, Giannis, we all expect him to sign that Supermax with the Bucks, and maybe he does. Nothing's happened yet. You know, it's going to be a slow-burning candle. Um, but the Lakers, you know, they're they're uh, they're keeping their their Costas there. That way they could uh, lure Giannis, you know, just, just let him see the Laker way, maybe win another ring, uh, just, you know, feel the excellence of being a Laker. And then Giannis, you know, might not be able to reject that. He might actually want to come to the Lakers. We're holding out hope. That's all we got to do at this point. <laughs> I'm holding out hope because the Bucks kind of fumbled the bag a little bit this offseason, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did. They uh the the trade for Bogey obviously went through or did not go through. He ended up going to the Atlanta Hawks, I believe. That's actually yep. a big pickup. The Hawks, you were saying it last podcast, this is before Bogey went to the Hawks. The Hawks actually look pretty decent, Daniel. I think you might have been right on that one. 
they kind of got a squad, man. Like, like legitimately, John Collins is really good. Trey Young kind of does his thing offensively. If they play like Chris Dunn and Trey Trey Young together at times, man, that backcourt's gonna be legit. Yeah. And they got Reddish and Hunter, and um, didn't they just pick up Okongwu, Onyeka Okongwu from USC? Yeah, and they also got uh, Gallinari. Yeah, Gallinari too. Like, they've kind of got a team, man. I I like them. Yeah, I, it would it would be nice. Um, Giannis's agent is also Costas's agent, obviously. Um, I saw something. I I saw. I heard this on the Bill Simmons podcast. There's one team that's getting just a bunch of Giannis's agents players. I think it might be the Heat. Oh, Bam! That's what it is. Bam and Giannis are represented by the same agent. That's what it is. And you know, there's there's the theory that he's going to go to uh to Miami. There's also uh, Dallas. I know has been another you know destination that people have talked about. Go play with Luca. That would be scary. Luca and Giannis on the same team. Um, Euro ball right there with Kristaps Porzingis, Giannis, and Luca. Oh my God! You know, I, I'm gonna be honest. If that happened, I would, I would be like, okay, give him the title. I love the Lakers, but I don't know how you stop Luca, Giannis, and and Kristaps. Um, that would be incredible. But he's gonna become a Laker. I know. I'm just gonna speak it into existence. Um, one thing too doesn't really impact the team. I mean, it impacts how the team can spend the money, but it does not impact the team coming up this year in terms of talent on the court. The Lakers were trying to get a career-ending injury exception for Luol Tang's contract, even though he played after they traded him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it got denied, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah. So they have to still pay his stretch provision, which is $5 million on the cap, I believe, for the next like two or three years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this season and next, it'll be $5 million. That's crazy. I can't believe they tried getting a career-ending uh, like exception for the stretch provision when he played. I mean, he didn't play a lot, but he played after they traded him. Like, yeah, he went and played for the Timberwolves, I believe. <laughs> he played. Let's see. So they traded him. Yeah, he went and played 22 games, which you know isn't a lot, but he still played in the NBA. Um, it's just another sad reminder that you know the Mitch Kupchak era is still kind of having its repercussions today. Um, you know, Lou Alding still getting paid five million so he could play a combined fifty-seven games on the Lakers and just be abysmal, average seven <laughs> points a game. Um, I was thinking about that the other day. It's a little off-topic, but I was thinking about like the sliding doors moment of Kupchak uh, signing Lou Alding and Timothy Mozgov. So I was thinking about it this way. So I think either way, the Lakers would have found a way to get LeBron James. What would have happened besides that? You know, there's the butterfly effect. Uh, a bunch of things could happen. A plethora of things could happen. But one direct thing that happened is I think Mitch Kupchak, you know, who's currently the general manager of the Charlotte Hornets, he kind of created this Brooklyn Nets super team in a way, which who knows if it's even a super team, Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving and maybe James Harden. But because you go back and they traded Mozgov to the Nets with uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, to get that for Brooke Lopez to get that salary relief. D'Angelo Russell was then used in the trade to be able to afford Kevin Durant so they could bring him on alongside Kyrie Irving this past offseason. Um, you know, if Kupchak doesn't sign Mozgov, maybe, you know, the Nets don't get D'Angelo Russell. And who knows what happens, you know? Obviously, they would just have straight-up free agent cap space, but they would have had that cap space once Lopez was a free agent. I don't remember who the free agent class that year was. Um, so, yeah, Brooklyn Net fans should thank uh, Charlotte Hornets GM Mitch Kupchak for their super team. You're welcome. Jason. Yes. have some breaking news. 
breaking news. Let's As hear it. As we are recording this podcast. Okay. According to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, free agent Jared Dudley has agreed to a one-year $2.6 million deal to return to the Lakers. <sighs> so you're telling me Powell's not signing? <laughs> they still have two more spots. He could sign, yeah. Um, yeah, here it is. Agent Mark Bartlestein of Priority Sports tells me in Zach Lowe NBA. Um, he's considered a guard? What? I See, that's why I didn't even say it, because he's not a guard. Woj. Come on, man. I mean, maybe he's he was definitely a, a forward. I, I mean, Woj, come on, man. Um, look, that's a non-impactful signing. He's a locker room guy. And the fact that the Lakers were willing to use a minimum deal on him when, you know, they could get a point guard or a center, like we mentioned, probably shows that LeBron probably likes him. Uh, Kuzma, the young guy, probably likes him. And he's probably just a good locker room um, personality, I guess. He's not going to change the, the, the dynamic of the team at all. But that's cool, I guess. Maybe he gets bought out halfway through the year for someone else, gets released, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I, like they got the space for him because they still have two more roster spots which I'm hoping they use on a center and a point guard, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, even if they do, they could get someone better than Dudley. I just think this is totally a, a locker room signing. You know, he played eight minutes a game last year. I don't envision that going up this year, you know? <laughs> so oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Maybe AD likes him. Maybe someone has to like him. That's what it, that's what it boils down to. There's someone in the yeah. locker room that's important that has say that likes Jared Dudley. So good for him, you know? <laughs> so... They could have yeah. kept Jordan Bell instead of Jared Dudley to play eight minutes a game. It would have been the same thing. Um, yeah. Well, that's some good breaking news to end the podcast episode on, Daniel. Uh, I don't think there's any going to be any more huge moves. Like I said, maybe a Pau Gasol thing. That would be awesome, but nothing massive. Uh, we want to get a more consistent uh, recording schedule down. Uh, you know, the holidays kind of threw that sideways. The season is coming up, though. We got the preseason coming up in like two weeks. Uh, the regular season comes up on the 22nd. Personally, I'm a little concerned about how the NBA is going to pull this off at the beginning of the season before a vaccine is widely available. I don't want to get into all that because people come to podcasts to escape all that. Um, but that's going to be a conversation we might have to have in a week or two, Daniel. Um, we've got a lot on the plate. I'm excited for basketball to come back. It was gone for four months, came back for a little bit, gone again for two months. Now it's already back again. Love to see it. Uh, you got anything else for the listeners? No, sir. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. Every day.